0: So we also drove like two or three hours to competitions when I was 10 or 11. You need speed and you need endurance, but I think for the steeple, the endurance is the more important part. I think it's, it's really nice. It's, it's a um, step in the right direction. <laughs> Hi, I'm Freddy Rupert. I'm a 8.15 steeple runner sponsored by On Running, and you're listening to The Big Room Podcast.
1: Welcome back to The Big Run. We have some incredible conversations and in the field reporting coming up over the coming days and weeks to get you primed for On's Track Nights, a series of events where fast times meet loud crowds to create a unique experience for the entire running community. You can find out more at ontracknights.com and be sure to catch up with our trailer to give you a taste of what's in store on the show. The On Track Night series continues apace and moves to the most livable city in the world for Track Night Vienna. Now in its seventh year, the meet sports elite level competition across multiple distances and opportunities for all to experience the incredible atmosphere. Interspersed with bike shows, parkour, musical acts and when the final race is run, then the party really gets started. On today's episode, I jumped on a call with German under 23 European champion in the 3000 meter steeplechase, Frederick Rupert. Freddy sports an 8.15 PB in the event and will be one to watch when the racing starts on Saturday. In this conversation, we talk about his journey into the sport, having a long-term relationship with his coach, navigating the water jump and why he can't wait to race in Vienna. Let's get into the interview. Freddie, thank you so much for joining me on the Big Run. Really excited to have you here to to learn a little bit more about you and start building excitement for Track Night Vienna. This episode will be going out in the week leading up to the event, and I know you'll be towing the line at the steeplechase, and and people are starting to get excited about it. How are you? How, how are you doing today?
0: Hello, first. <laughs> thank you very much for for the invitation. Uh, I'm really I'm really good actually the last like two weeks I've had some problems being sick a little bit but now I'm back doing good Um, yeah and I'm really excited for for the track nights as you said can't wait to to start
1: there (laughs) Ah, great man so how's apart from feeling a little bit under the weather how's How's training been going for the past couple of months? How How is your sort of winter training and leading into, you know, getting ready for, for outdoor season?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, winter has been incredibly good, actually. Like the complete opposite to the last season where I had pretty rough uh, um, preparations. But uh, in this winter, I've had some pretty solid road races. I've done a 5K and a 10K. And then I went to um, training camp in South Africa in March, and came back, and I was really solid in training, really, really good uh, compared to to the seasons before. Yeah, now I'm just uh, just coming back. Had one speed session after being sick, and let's see how it's going. I will have my first race in two and a half weeks, and yeah, then we will have a like a, a point of point of uh, fitness. Mm. So. Uh, for the track night I will know where I in which um like time area I can run.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's that that sort of first point of reference, isn't it? To sort of see where your fitness is at, see how the body's feeling, especially if you've been feeling slightly under the weather there. But I'm 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 doing my natural instinct here of of diving straight into the the training questions and getting geeky about training. But I'm I'm curious to learn a little bit more about about you and your journey into the sport. So let's put the training to one side for a second and and let's get into to your journey. So how did you find yourself being a, a professional elite athlete? What was your journey into the sport?
0: Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> a long story, actually. Well, I've always been a a kid that liked sports uh, especially football back in the days and then my my dad was always running with his um colleague from work and um i was joining them with my bike i was like eight years old and someday i told them i want to run with them first of all they were laughing at me (laughs) but i was like no no give me give me the try and uh We ended running, I was like 100 meters in front of them. And then my dad was spotting some talent in in me running. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like a few months later, I was joining uh, the first local track club here. And yeah, they quickly developed my running talent. And then just a few years later, like when I was 13, 14, I joined my coach. So I'm still at the same coach. Oh okay. Yeah, and he 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 was just like the sort of professional that I needed. Um before it was just a a local track club. I'm still at a small club, but my coach he has been a runner himself. Like he ran low 29 on 10, so he was he was really good himself and he was just the right address to um to get me better and then it was um in germany we have the first german championships uh, under 18 so you can so the first year in which you're participating is when you're 16 years old mm. and back in these days um we had the situation that i've always been injured in summer and so we were finding a way to get the least impact i can get which is not the steeple but steeple just had one race whereas all the other competitions like 1500 3k It was heats and finals. And we decided to try the steeper to just have one race all out. And then we are finished. Mm. And yeah, so quickly, we also saw talent in the steeper. Yeah, and basically, that's how it went one in another. (laughs) (laughs) Then someday I was getting better and better. And uh, when I was 22, I had my first uh, international um, competition in Sweden at the under-23 championships. I was not in the national team before, so um, it was kind of a shock to even qualify. Mm. And yeah, I ended up winning it, so that was the start of my professional career, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, incre- incredible, like it, it, really incredible, and there's there's so much to to take from from that response there. And I it, I always appreciate it. it's It's a big question, but thank you for sort of taking us through so succinctly your, your journey into the sport. I I didn't realize that. In Germany, the opportunity for competition is available at quite a, a young age. You were saying the first championships, there's like an under-18 championships. Like yeah. being exposed to that at, at quite a young age, do you think that's a, a good thing, being exposed to that sort of level of, of competition early? Do you think that sort of helps develop you and bring you on as an athlete?
0: Absolutely. Uh, for me, for me personally. So I I can only tell for, for myself Even back in the day when I was like 10 or 11, my dad was always searching for competitions where either the others are older or I run against people my age that are really good too. So we also drove like two or three hours to competitions when I was 10 or 11. Wow. And that helped me to get some... like the nervous uh, I don't know how how to say uh, exactly but I could uh, handle it better mm. and it helped me yeah
1: that nervous energy that that sort of yeah that those nervous sort of feelings that you have before competition there you know for a young athlete it's um they can be quite full on and quite profound so I suppose growing more accustomed to that those nerves that that tension at an early age is only going to fortify you for for those competitions that that come later on. And it's also amazing that you've had the the same coach as well since you were sort of thirteen, fourteen. So how? how so you're are you twenty? How old are you now? So how long have you, how long have you been coached by him?
0: So I'm now twenty six. Uh-huh. I, I I'm with him like
1: twelve years, I guess.
0: Yeah. Should be 12 years.
1: Don't make me do maths, Freddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it
0: should be. I, I don't know exactly, too, but it should be like 12 years now. Wow. And it's pretty awesome because uh, it, it changed also. Like, first it was his system, and now it's like, it's like input from, from my side, input from his side. And we are changing the system like every year just a little bit to get it to get like the most outcome.
1: That's really interesting, so talk to me a little bit about that that process then of 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 his kind of input and and your input when it comes to training and and how you sort of meet meet in the middle, meet the common a common ground, so to speak.
0: So we have his system, like the basic system it's it has a structure which has not changed pretty much since his own training days. And, uh, by my experience, which I'm experiencing with other runners and myself, like when I go to training camps and I watch others, how they train and I try to, to adjust it a little bit into my training and, um, I have a really good feeling for my own body. Mm-hmm. So I can tell really quick if something's good for me or if it's not. And so we have a pretty good exchange and we try to take in some of the things that I think are really good for me. And for this take out some things which are not that effective. Mm. Like for example, for me, when I was younger, I did a lot of short and fast runs. It was really good at this age because they made me really fast. But now at my age, like for my body, It's not good anymore because I get injured pretty, pretty quick. Um, I get heavy legs. I get muscle injuries. And so we cut this out and now we have like many, many longer tempo sessions, like long intervals. And this is how it made me better on the longer distances, which I think is like you need speed and you need endurance. But I think for the steeple, the endurance is the more important part.
1: Interesting. Well, you, you kind of bring me nicely to, to my next question. But first, of all, what's your coach's name? I realize we've been talking all this time. We haven't haven't given them a shout out. What's your coach's name? Yeah.
0: His name is, I will pronounce it in German, right? Yeah. <laughs> His name is Haggard Eifert.
1: Haggard Eifert. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to, to him if he's listening. <laughs> thank, thank you for all, yeah, all of, of that, that incredible, incredible development for you. And I mean, I do want to get into the steeplechase and, and sort of fortifying that that strength. But I'm curious. So you, you're saying his his approach had been quite traditional. You know, he was a 29 minute 10,000 meter runner. Were, were there times, or have there been times where? he's slightly resistant to some of the new approaches or is he quite open-minded to, to sort of changing how maybe he perceived training versus how you perceive it with a sort of different, newer perspective?
0: He's always pretty skeptical, mm. but um, it got a lot better the the longer we have worked together. So he got more open open for new ideas mm. and now we can almost talk about like every idea but he will he will not say okay that's nice from the first time like <laughs> i have to i have to get him catch him with the idea okay. and then he would say okay let's try it give it a try give it a go and yeah the results will always uh tell the truth
1: yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> the results will speak for themselves I, I i love that i love that the fact that it's uh you you maybe have to do it sort of quite subtly, you know, sort of say, yeah. sort of maybe, oh, have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, True. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> this is how it's always going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's clearly working, and it clearly worked for that that result when you were when you were twenty two. So let's let's talk about the steeplechase then, because it's a discipline that I'm learning more and more about, particularly with this event at Track Night Vienna. Obviously, Christoph, who is the race director, is a is a big proponent of this discipline. And I think it's such an exciting and an incredible event. And we'll, we'll kind of get into maybe the drama of the event when it comes to racing. But in terms of preparing and, and training for the steeplechase, how, how does one train for it? How do you train for the jumps? How do you train for the water jumps in particular? And what's the kind of the technique and, and the craft of, of this discipline of athletics?
0: Okay, yeah. So first of all, I think there's not one approach for everybody. So it's pretty different. mm mm-hmm but uh, for me it's not that specific actually i do a lot of endurance based training now nowadays not that much of speed work and then uh, when it gets more specific like we are in the direct preparation of a competition then we will just um add some hurdles into the into the uh, into the tempo runs like if you do for example 6 by 1k then you do like Four by one k with hurdles. So we try to adjust it a little bit, get the specific um, like the input, the movement to to get it rolling. And um, I do some um, some weight training, but not much. I think I'm one of the runners who does like the least.
1: That's interesting. How come you don't do? Because that would have been my would have been my logical kind of assumption that you do a, a lot of it to sort of fortify the lower body for for those impacts.
0: Well I think um personally I think from from nature I'm pretty um pretty solid. Like mm. I have some problems with my feet mm. but from the muscular point I don't think um I have many problems. Mm. So it actually works out pretty well. Okay. I, I have some special insoles for my feet. Like this is uh, a thing that helps me a lot, but f- the strength part, mm. I think I'm I think I, I'm not lacking any strength.
1: Well, and and you know your body better than me. It's like I'm gonna yeah. be like, well, I think you don't. No, absolutely. It's it's just <laughs> always curious. Like and, and I suppose that that has to be at an elite level. The the kind of the north star, the key indicator is how you feel in in your own body, and if you've been yeah. competing. You know, sure. in championships from from an early age, you've been doing it, you know, chasing after your dad on a bike at a very young age. You you learn that sensation. You learn how you feel in your own body and you have to be the arbiter of that. You have to be in control of that. Now, coming back to the coming back to the steeplechase in particular, talk to me about racecraft. Because obviously the first lap, the barriers aren't out. Everyone gets yeah. into sort of position. There's a bit of a shuffling of cards, so to speak. And then the runners kind of get into position and then the barriers appear. Like... What's the race craft for you in those positions? What, what are you looking for in terms of positioning? Like, how does it sort of shake out um, when, when you're on the track competing?
0: I've learned from last year, it's, it's a different thing. If it's a big competition where it's about placing good or if it's about having a nice time like Mm. if it's a meeting so from last year's perspective i can tell like in the world championships it's just tactical everybody wants to be pretty much in the inside and be at the front so there's a lot of pushing and shoving but um when you go to a meeting it's just like you're in a row running in a row there's there's no two people running next to each other it's Mm. just like (laughs) In Germany, we would say a snake form, like, you know, Um, so it's a lot easier. And one thing I'm always looking for is have a clear sight of the barrier. Mm. Like this is for me the most important thing and having a, a good rhythm. And it helps when you have some space next to you. So like the meetings, are always easier to run. You just have to hang on. It's hard for the, for the, for the mind, but you just have to hang on.
1: And the super interesting, that thing of when you say about having sight of the barrier, but what about those races? Let's put meetings to one side, the, the really, you know, the ones where they're really tactical, where you, where you don't have sight of the barrier. What are you relying on in those moments where it's coming at you fast? And you can't see because there's two or three people in front of you.
0: Yeah, that's very hard. <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as one solution. Mm. So mm. you just have to, I think you have to be very aware of the situation and just try to adjust to it, get over it as good as possible. For me, it's always pretty hard because uh, my technique always gets a lot worse when I don't have the, the clear side mm. of the barrier. And this causes you to be tired a lot earlier.
1: Oh, I see. I see. So you're because you don't have that visual stimulus. You're kind of having to mentally compensate because you can't see the barrier.
0: Yeah, that and I am not as relaxed. I see. So yeah. I try to take not as much space as usual, and this the muscles they they get so. Um, yeah, how do you say like lactic pretty early? Oh, uh, I
1: see. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you're swimming in lactic early because of yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about? I mean, what about the 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 water jump? I mean, that I think that for for a lot of people who perhaps don't compete in the steeplechase, that is maybe the thing that maybe puts them off it as yeah. a as a discipline. I mean, how do you prepare for that? And what is what is the technique? So when I was I was over in Vienna and I spent some time with Christoph at the track where track night Vienna is going to be happening. And we, we kind of walked around the water jump and he was talking through sort of his kind of technique. What was, what was your technique and and how has that developed over, over the years for making sure that particular part of the race is as smooth as possible?
0: Well, um, I've always not have a, like a specific technique. Mm-hmm. I just like the normal way you jump over the water barrier, not the Kenyan way, like, you 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 touch it with one feet and then you jump over. You so know? what's
1: the what for people who don't know what's the what's the canyon way versus the normal way? Uh,
0: the canyon way is they they would just steeple it like just jump over just like a normal barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a thing I have done it too, but just in the last round where you are having full speed mm. <laughs> going around the corner, but not like every every water barrier. Mm. Um, but for me now, it's. Um, the thing is, for the water barrier, it's the most important thing to have the view to the barrier, for me personally. So um, you will always, like almost in every race, you will see me going on the outside and taking the free the free side. Like everyone <laughs> is in the inside and I'm going outside. Just, just go over the water barrier and then hang on. <laughs> okay.
1: So that that's what people can when when you sort of tow the line in, in Vienna, they'll know they'll know you'll they'll see you kind of going wide to the yes. to the far side for the water barrier. Okay, that's that's something to spot then for people who who are going to be there in in Vienna. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this this on track night series. Then obviously you're going to be there, you're going to be competing, and maybe we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty of of the race itself. But just looking at it in the in the wide as an overview i mean what's your take on on this on track night series what do you think about it i
0: i think it's an awesome opportunity especially for for people who um just want to find a fast race not like just the pros like even the ones who are not getting into the into the high label races because it's a race um where you don't specifically have to qualify but you have the you have pacemakers we have the wave light technology so it's so professional (laughs) from the point of things that are given like the technical things it's uh, almost better than most of the labor races so uh, i think it's it's a really awesome opportunity but we just have to get a good time (laughs) hopefully get the immediate uh, world standard and then it's all good
1: so what is the world standard for, for the steeplechase? It's 8.15. 8.15. And your what's your current PB at the moment?
0: <laughs>
1: 8.15.5.8. Five, <laughs> five eight. So you're yeah. within a hair's whisker of, of yeah. closing that down. So is that the primary aim for you going into Track Night Vienna then is to shave off that sort of 0.5 of, of a second off that time? Of course.
0: Uh, I I hope I'm going to have the the shape for it, but I'm pretty confident and uh, hopefully have a good start in two and a half weeks. And then uh, I'm very confident to uh, go for a good time there because I think uh, some of the guys who are competing also, they have had some good races already. So I think... We are gonna have a good field, and hopefully, we're gonna have a good, good time for the first two or three, even. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the first two or three, it'll be fun, yeah. and, and then it starts to get a little bit more. Painful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, to, to talking about the field, like, is, is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to racing against? I don't know how much you know about the field yet. I, I'm not fully uh, uh, aware of the field. So for context for the listeners, we're recording this a couple of weeks before Track Night Vienna. But is there is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to, to racing against?
0: Well, I, I know some of the guys who are also uh, with On. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I raced against him last year in Turku. He ran 8.19 there. So he's very very solid, and I think he also ran an 8:20 this season also. But there's also this guy from I think it's Tunisia. Mm-hmm. He has the second fastest PR, 8:16. Okay. But he ran but he ran 7:37 at the Diamond League in Doha on three flat. So I think he might be in 8:10 shape. So. Wow, <laughs> let's see.
1: is Is that the sort of rough calculation? if you're if you're looking at it flat, then do you add on sort of what? like twenty, thirty seconds?
0: Usually, I would say if you're not really bad <laughs> with the technique, then it's like thirty seconds. I would say,
1: okay. It's just, no this is just super super, super interesting because i'm I'm coming at it from a, a real kind of curious point of view when it comes to the yeah. steeplechase. So it's really great. And I think, the part of the aim of this series as well is to very much kind of educate people who perhaps might not be as familiar with the discipline and to sort of bring them into it because it is, it's is—it's so electric to watch because so much can kind of happen as well. I think there's a lot of yeah. drama in the race. I mean, sort of looking back over your career, are there any particular races that you look back on where you're like, I mean, I didn't expect that to unfold the way it did?
0: Uh, for me, it was like the... Under 23 Europeans where I won. It was a big surprise for myself. And the biggest surprise was uh, Finland for me last year where where I ran my PR. I couldn't believe it because as I said at the very beginning of the interview, I've had big, big problems in the last winter. Mm. So I didn't even dream about running this time. (laughs) <laughs> mm. I was hoping to qualify for the European Championships. It was 8.30. So I was not even, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think of 8.15. And it was a big, big surprise for myself. Mm. I ended up having like three or four calls crying. <laughs> so it was really, really emotional. Yeah.
1: Wow. And and th- thank you for, for being so, so honest and, and sort of forthright with, with that experience. And I think that just illustrates Perfectly how much it means at this level of elite level competition that it matters so much to 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 the athletes toeing the line and it's always it's always fascinating to get that that level of of honesty from them. So you're on paper then. Am I right for on track night Vienna? You have the fastest PR on paper. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So you're the favourite going into this race. In terms of that element of things, in terms of like the mental side, so people are looking at it, people are looking at the lineup and they're thinking, okay, Freddie is the fastest. That puts a bit of a target on your back. Like, does that side of things bother you or do you have to work on that kind of side of things? I suppose the question is, is the mental side of competition. How do you prepare for it? (laughs)
0: Like looking at this time from the Tunisian guy, I don't see myself as the favorite in this race. But yeah, on paper, you're right. But I think uh, it's not about... For me, it's not about winning this race. I want to run the standard. Mm. And I think it's it's more important to work together, hang on with these guys. I think uh, we have pretty good chances if, if the conditions are good. And for me like the, the biggest point of pressure is to be trying to run the, the world standard. <laughs> this is the, the thing where the pressure comes on. I will be very nervous, I, I know. Even uh, the thing, having the fastest PR is just another, uh, like like the top of it. Mm. <laughs> it makes it a bit worse, but not that much.
1: Absolutely, and obviously the, the, the world standard is, is, is the thing that you're pri- prioritizing. I mean, you say you'd be nervous. What What are you like on race day before a race are you the kind of person where someone can come up and say hello to or do you sort of close everything down the sort of blinkers go on and you're very very focused
0: i am very focused but it's not like nobody can talk to me okay (laughs) i i um do not like this kind of behavior if you understand what i mean like I'm friendly. I'll say, okay, after the race or, you know, Mm. but um, I'm very focused. Yeah. Really nervous. I will um, not eat a lot. I can't eat a lot before, before uh, competitions because uh, my stomach is really um, sensitive. And if I eat too much, I will end up uh, being really, really bad. (laughs) Okay. And because of the Being nervous, Mm. I I can't really eat. So this is one thing uh, which changes on the competition day. And I will, um, I don't know the exact term in English, but I will end up like in the hotel I would go from the door to this to the window, to the window to the door, to the door to the window, like running up and down oh, the, pacing. the room. You'll be yes. like
1: pacing back and forth. Yeah, like
0: like two or three hours before.
1: <laughs> oh right, okay, yeah, right, yeah. okay. Oh uh, god, you've got that's that's and it, I suppose you've got to be. It's hard, isn't it? Because that energy is just what it is. That's just nervous yeah. energy, but you don't want to be expending too much of that before before a race i mean the, the the nervous eating thing obviously you've got to be fueled for these kind of efforts do you just do you eat super super early in the day just before the nerves sort of start to build you you get that fuel on board like early in the in the morning
0: personally i have never had a problem with being under fueled um so it, this is a thing that makes it easier for me mm. Like. On competition day, I will mostly just eat plain bread (laughs) with nothing on it, only bread. And if it's in the evening, I will have breakfast at like eight or nine, eat like two or three breads. (laughs) And then I will go to a bakery in the city. (laughs) Like I did this in Finland. Mm -hmm. I went to a bakery. I just searched it on Google, went there bought like three or four breads again ate them at I think five hours before the start I right. will eat them right, and right. then nothing just wait I
1: love that I love that <laughs> bread and then wait it's just yeah, so it. simple and pure I, I I just I love that it's brilliant. it's brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant and you know yourself and you know what you need so like absolutely sort of stick to that and and, and I mean you know it means means the food that comes after is, is all the more sweet and there'll be so much food yes. and drink and all kinds <laughs> of sort of celebrations that will be part of this, this track night series. I mean, so for people who, who are going to be down there, I mean, are you familiar with what's going to be happening on the day? Like what are some of the things that some of the spectators can, can look forward to at this track night Vienna?
0: Oh, I think there are many, many uh, spectacular competitions. I've seen the pictures on on Instagram from the TrackNet Vienna page. I think there's a really good 5K race women's, 800, 800 men's. And uh, there's also the um, possibility to run for themselves. Like they can compete themselves, which Mm. is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. It's a really nice come together to have the opportunity to race at the same competition where many pro runners run. So I think it's, it's very um, unique.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it is a really unique offering. And I think all of these on track night series are offering something really unique, but also really grounded in the community as well. And the grassroots kind of feel of it. Cause I know Christophe, it's his, it's his kind of, baby it's his kind of brainchild and it's very much connected to to his club and them as a group sort of orchestrating and, and hosting it and I think it's just such a, a lovely offering and I think that thing you mentioned as well about the well, how do we refer them the the hobbyists the enthusiasts yeah. the the sort of keen club runners who get to toe the line on the same bit of tartan as, as people as fast as yourself I think that's also a really important part of the the spectacle as well because it, it inspires people i think especially for the younger runners do, do you think that's also part of it that sort of inspiration i mean if we flash back to the the younger version of yourself that we were talking about sort of 35 minutes ago who was chasing after his dad on the bike like <laughs> w- would you have loved an event like this when you were younger
0: absolutely absolutely <laughs> i can only talk about uh, like when i was 10 or 11 years old there were some some boys running in the in the same area as me but they were like five or six years older they were running i think 245 on 1k and back back then as a as a kid i was thinking wow this is so fast i want to be as fast as them so i think having this uh, opportunity like f- for kids it, it must be really inspiring and this is what we need in this uh in this uh kind of sports we, we need younger people to, to run more we we need a bigger community. We need people to not just play football. So I think it's, it's really nice. It's, it's a um, step in the right direction.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't have said it better, better myself. Absolutely. It does feel like a really great step in the right direction. And that, that feels like a, a lovely point to, to end our, our conversation on Freddie. I'm really looking forward to seeing you toe the line in the steeplechase amongst all those other incredible events you mentioned as well and for people listening if if you are going to be in vienna i think you know who you need to keep your eye on and be rooting for him for that for that 815 but yeah Freddie, that feels like a lovely point to end our conversation on i just want to say thank you so much for coming on and being such a, a brilliant brilliant guest on the big room
0: thank you so much for the opportunity it was was lots of fun and i can't wait to to see you and and all the other guys listening at the track night in vienna
1: A big thank you to Freddie for joining us on the show. You can see him line up in a stacked field for the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase at Track Night Vienna. On tomorrow's episode... At the end, you know, the rules of adaption are the same. I'll see you then for the big run.